Hello and welcome to episode 72 of the Liverpool Comedy Improv Cast with me, Ian Luke-Jones. This is where we get to know the people who make up the LCI community and a place where we delve into all sorts of improv topics. Today's guest is the wonderful Jake Butcher. The podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher and wherever else you get your podcasts. We're even available on Amazon Podcasts, which means you can ask Alexa to play the show. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, please leave us a five-star review and subscribe to the show to give us a boost and help get our name out there. And now it's time to go off script and find out Jake's true story about making stuff up. Please welcome to the show this week's guest. It's Jake. Hello, Jake. Hello. Uh, thank you for having me here today. Uh, well, I'm excited to have you on. I love when I have guests on the show that I don't really know anything about because I get to go on the discovery journey the same way that a listener that doesn't know you gets to go on the journey. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, so let's just jump straight into my first question, which is always, how did you get involved in improv? Uh, well, I feel like a lot of people I was involved in um, uh, youth theatre kind of stuff um, from like a very early age. I think uh, my family have said I've been doing it since I was like six, but like, I, I don't know. It's just always been like something that I uh, remember doing. So, uh, but then like, uh, I was lucky enough to uh, go to uh, go and study at Lipper. Uh, their state form college there which uh, opened up a lot of um, uh, things for me especially uh, in second year where we got to specialize a bit more in what we wanted to do and one of the things one of the options available was um, uh, clowning uh-huh. and I thought oh that sounds really cool like I'll check it out and you know learned all about like Lecoq and everything about that sort of world and I don't know it just really opened it up to me because I felt it was something that I could do well and then uh, in second year of uh, improv we got to or of uh, drama we got to specialize in something I chose improv as like the first choice because I thought I did really well in clowning in college which unfortunately got cut short for because uh, of COVID. Oh, yeah. Like lockdown hit just as we were going to do a whole little performance about it. And so being given basically the same sort of opportunity in second year, it just was all like, wow, this is something I can actually re-explore. And then I just found that I was properly all right at it, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> and... uh yeah just so happy to have uh, gotten back into improv and stuff really awesome so you mentioned lipper there now when you are at lipper do you do you have to go there and specialize in one thing or can you go there and do a bit of lots of things well uh i went to the sick forms i'm not too sure on like how the uni side of it goes but um when I was there, it was very much you pick which discipline you wanted to go into. So uh, around like the time that I was auditioning, I was like, I'm going to be an actor. I'm going to oh, do yeah. all this. And so I went for the drama course 
but a lot of people that I know did end up going towards more of the uh, production kind of aspect, like the tech side of it, which, I mean, massive respect to them because I have no idea how it works, some of the stuff that they do. So, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah. The reason they ask that is because I did a performing arts diploma years ago now, and I went to what was Yale College in Wrexham at the time, and I went there studying popular music because I was a musician. But when I was there, the way it worked was, yes, I was studying popular music and and all of my main units were all music based. I focused mainly on the performance side of music, not so much the production. But Mm. the way it was set up was there were loads of blocks where I could fill it. I could fill it with music things or I could dip into the other things. So if there was a drama thing running in, in my free block, I could fill it with that. I could fill it with dance. So I took like a bit of everything because I loved performing more than I loved all the production side to music. So I was able to mm. skip out the bits of music that I didn't want to do and fill it with all the performance aspects of the other with things. With like the fun stuff from everything else. Yeah, yeah, but that was, it was the last year that they actually let you do that. And then they completely restructured it and everything that came after that was you were a musician or you were a a drama student or you were a dance student and there was like no no meeting so i just got really lucky that the year that i got on the course was the year that you were allowed to pick and choose like bits of everything Mm. the performing arts frankenstein if you will (laughs) yeah (laughs) um so the sixth form college at lipper does that does that give you any sort of automatic right to to move up to the, the the higher level or do you have to go through the normal process? Well, um, I feel, you know, obviously when they check your application, it's very much, oh, this person went to Lipper. So there ah, is a right. bit, and because of all of the lecturers who will obviously like be all, oh yeah, they were right then, would be all right. You still have to do the audition, but like with that, it's like a little, go on, give them a go <laughs> sort of thing. <laughs> I would say it's like, a nepotism or populism thing it's more just like they say like mm, maybe still but yeah i'd like to think it's still tried the same way as everyone else would be yeah yeah that's fair enough so let's get back to improv Spe- specifically liverpool comedy improv how did you become aware of lci and and when did you first dip your toes into the lci pond oh uh, well uh I believe uh, Tom was on here a yeah. few weeks ago um, and uh, we were in the same improv group and uh, Trev one week was all, oh, if you guys want to do more improv and stuff, get, you know, a bit deeper into it. There's a uh, uh, Liverpool comedy improv that runs on Mondays, which you should check out. So I thought, okay, yeah, I'll give it a go. Uh, put, you know, put my name down, got my got in and it was just very fun to do because it's like it's just a really chill atmosphere when you get into it it's just it's very welcoming you know like just yeah as soon as you're in there just jump right in and it all just works out it's just it's a nice little uh place to be doing it probably it's just everything about it the group is just very chill it's you know, you don't. Have, there's no real ego in there. It's just improv, boom. 
Yeah. <laughs> now, when you tell people that you do improv, how do you explain it to them? Because if I tell people I do improv, the first thing most people say is, oh, I couldn't do that. I'm not very funny. <laughs> and they don't realize that you don't necessarily, you don't have to be funny. You certainly don't have to try to be funny. So how do you explain mm. improv to people? I normally just say, uh, well, I basically do it how I live my life. I get to make things up on the spot. And uh, if you want to see me do that for an extended period of time, check us what check us out <laughs> <laughs> and at lci the drop-ins are predominantly short form but they do offer various courses to, to learn long form and, and different elements of improv do you have a preferred choice do you, do you like short form do you like long form i feel you know both of them certainly have their place uh in uh the whole performing arts sphere i guess um but for me personally i would say i prefer uh long form because okay. i feel like i feel long form is a bit more of a challenge to re like tell the story over that like an extended period of time whereas with short form it's very much here's a scenario or here's a an obstacle let's see what you come up with but with <laughs> long form it's very much I don't know, it's just keeping the consistency of it, but also when it gets a bit weird, it's fantastic. Like I was watching um the Middle Ditch and Schwartz special on uh, Netflix. Yeah. And I think it was in the uh first episode where they are doing the uh parking lot wedding and <laughs> there's one point where Thomas Middleditch completely forgets like how like the characterization of one of the people that he was playing and it's just just the moment seeing Ben be like okay it's like this okay <laughs> just I don't know I just feel that that's just the perfect way to show someone who's never seen improv before it's just a nice little here's what can happen and it's often funnier when it does yeah I think long form in particular it's harder for for people that don't get improv it's harder for mm -hmm. them to watch a really good bit of long form and believe that it was completely made up on the spot. They they really struggled to say, ah, yeah, no, ah, they must have talked about this before. Or they definitely, mm. they've discussed that a little bit there. There's no way that was made up on the spot. Yeah. But I was watching, I remember watching the, um, I think it's called Harold of Galactus. And it's very much, that bit must surely have been pre-planned late. Like, but it's obviously all completely improv there and then. And it's just, it just feels way too perfect. But at the same time, it's so clearly improv. And I love like the conflict that my mind is in when I watch it. But it's just, it's just a fantastic piece, I think, honestly. And I think with long form in general, compared to short form it's a bit like comparing a marathon to a sprint because if you're doing a long form set you can take a character on a real journey or you can take several characters on on this journey and mm. you might not discover yourself what that journey is all about until quite far into the scene whereas in a short form scene instantly you sort of have to you have to know 
just there and then when you step forward okay yeah i'm this character i know everything about this character instantly i know their whole life story and this is why they're here and this is what their scene is and then it's gone whereas you can yeah. build that you can build towards that in in a long form scene and you don't necessarily have to know all of that information and you can you can playfully discover it with with whoever you're in the scene with mm. i think also when you have the a whole idea of like who the person is in a short form scene and then you know your scene partner throws you a curveball that you weren't expecting it's just the way you're like okay i'm not 60 year old gerald i'm now 17 year old ronald and it's just the way that the the adaption of it just ooh, okay but still keeping the flow of it it's yeah and i i've recently started teaching improv to eight-year-olds and they are instantly struggling with the idea of already knowing each other all they want to do is start scenes by asking questions like who mm. are you why are we here all that sort of stuff and, and i'm trying to get them to just sort of wash all of that from their brains and just just come into it and know each other and they're finding that very hard so i'm having to mm. i'm having to really work hard to get that into their brains that you don't have to ask questions. You just know it. And they're like, well, how can we just know it? And you just know it, trust yeah. me. <laughs> I feel that is one of the harder sort of learning curve points. Just the, you know, you already know everyone in that scene. And it's like getting that through your head. And then when, when it's in there, it's always like, it almost just becomes second nature. Just like, oh, hi Dave, you're right. Just straight in. It's, it's a weird thing, but as soon as it clicks, it's just completely, oh, okay, this is how you do it. Yeah. And there are people that just instinctively get it. There are people that could never have done an improv class. They turn up for that first session. They see, oh, that that's what you do. And then, boom, they can do it instantly. And then there are some people that they'll be going to classes for weeks and weeks and weeks, and they'll be watching, and it just doesn't quite sink in. But then if you're ever there and you get to experience that moment where the penny does drop, it's quite cool mm. to be a part of someone else's penny drop moment. Mm, yeah, no, totally. It's always like, it's almost rewarding, but like a second hand rewarding experience when that happens. It's just, whoa, I, I experienced this moment with them. This is special. And then, you know, just seeing the journey like continue as well it's just fantastic have you had much opportunity to perform live to audiences um well in uh second year the end of uh the improv module we got to do a little performance um which was a long form piece uh which was the origin of a superhero Okay. that we made up on the spot. I think it was an ice cream man. <laughs> um, I, I don't know how that happened. It just, or, you know, did the ask for's and stuff. And then I had mint somewhere. I was like, that's good. Mint, ice cream, chocolate. Okay, boom. And then I can't remember what, there was something else. And then I was like, okay, good. That works together threw it together 
the mint ice cream man <laughs> right and like so as an actor do you have lots of actor friends that are afraid of improv yes definitely like a lot of people uh in the year uh were very much you know uh when we you know you talk about oh how was your acting for camera session going like, oh yeah it's going great how was your improv session going and we're just like it's the most fun thing you could ever do it's chaos but so beautifully controlled i was like i could never do that <laughs> and it's just and you're like oh why why not it's like oh, it's just not for me i hate improv and i always find it i mean i understand why some actors are really against improv and stuff but i feel like for me i've noticed that improv is just way more freeing like obviously certain rules and stuff you gotta follow as with anything but i feel there's a lot more openness with improv like you can be whoever you can imagine and as long as you can commit to it take the audience on that journey with you and i feel that that's i feel like for me it's i prefer improv because i can just say whatever i can be literally anyone but with three existing scripts is very much you know this is your circumstances this is you know your friends this is you know everything's already been planned out for you pretty much yeah but improv it's just you're a person be someone and it's everything else is up to you i i don't know i just feel that that's more rewarding because it's more the creation it's so much more collaborative in my opinion oh yeah like as an improviser you, you are acting but you are writing the script as you go along and mm. you can't get it wrong because there isn't actually a script for you to to mess up and you're not messing up anyone else's vision if if you say particular words because the words aren't aren't written for you that's what i mm. love about it because there's no pressure um well there is mm. a certain amount of pressure because because it's on the spot you know you gotta you gotta make sure that you've you've taken on board boundaries that are being given to you and you just you just don't want to inadvertently offend anyone so there is that pressure yeah. but there isn't the pressure of oh no i i, I missed the third line of, of, of my second paragraph on on page 27 and then that threw the yeah. light it threw the lighting guy out and he was having to to fiddle things around to try and fit it in um i had a guest on a while back called thomas cass and he is a professional actor friend of mine and we had a whole conversation about his attitude towards improv as an actor and the the weird thing is so he is an actor and he teaches acting and he uses improv techniques when he's teaching acting but then he won't he won't come to an improv session and just do improv because it's it's not acting to him it, it, he loves mm. he loves the safety of the script and all that kind of stuff and a few months back I was talking with him and he'd been for an audition for an advert and he was like, Ian, you should have gone to the audition because we got there and th we were told 
they they wanted it to be like this. They gave us a little script with with instructions of of how we had to go and do this and open a fridge and blah 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 blah. And all of us had practiced it exactly how they said. And then on the day we got there, they basically threw the script out and like, oh no, we we want you to just go and sort of improvise. And then he said like. All of us were just there, just like really struggling to open every time we opened the fridge. Like, no, no, that, that's not right. And he was like, Ian, you should have just gone. You'd have opened the fridge in an improv style and you'd have got the job. <laughs> <laughs> and it was so simple. He was like, literally, we were opening a fridge, but because it came away from the little thing that they'd been given to rehearse, he said it was just chaos. Mm. So I don't know who ended up opening the fridge on the advert, but but it wasn't him. <laughs> so what do you see moving forwards with with sort of your career? Do you want to, do, are you still pursuing acting? Are you pursuing improv? Are you sort of doing the both simultaneously? Is one taking precedence over the other? Uh, I would say the currently i would say that improv is now uh certainly a lot uh, higher um in terms of where i initially was placing it because i thought because i was initially doing it as like acting as a whole umbrella sort of thing if they want me to do movement sure i can do that if they want me to do shakespeare give me the script if you want me to do whatever i'll do it but now i'm more acting and improv and I would say that improv is uh, above it for me just okay. because more freeing and more rewarding in my eyes but like it's more I will take whatever is offered to me because uh, you gotta do that really you gotta take the opportunities when they arise or you're just missing out I, I think yeah so are you still studying or are you done with the studying now uh, still studying into the uh, final year, uh, which is quite intriguing <laughs> so far. <laughs> so what does your final year look like in terms of what you're actually studying? Uh, well, um, so uh, I do two subjects somehow. Uh, and uh, on the one hand, it's just writing short stories and stuff but on the other hand it's um directing and improv at the moment okay. which is a fantastic little mix on the uh, drama side definitely so when it comes to the directing does that lead to one big project or do you like do you have to direct lots of things along the way uh, well, in the module that I am directing in currently, it's uh, at the moment, it's uh, we've picked a little a, an extract from a script that we wanted to do and uh, typed it all up, format it, sent that off. And uh, that's going to be like the main project. But for now, it's just looking at um, uh, movement sequences and like open texts and stuff and just getting doing little exercises to uh set up the foundations for uh main directing so that when it comes to actually directing the piece that we selected we already have 
a bit more in the toolbox to work from and uh see where that leads us (laughs) (laughs) i remember when i was in my final year of um my performing arts studies and there was a directing module that quite a few of the actors put themselves forward for so i think i think there was about seven spots and so they went for the seven seven of the actors went for it and they had to build towards this this day where they all had to put on like a short play that they had directed and Mm. that meant that they needed the actors to all act for them but because there was about seven different plays going on and the actors weren't all available because some of them were directing Mm. they needed they needed to cast their net a little further so i ended up because I was there as a musician. I was actually available for sort of pretty much all the rehearsals for the different groups. And I ended up agreeing to be in five of the different shows that were going on. And all of them were completely different from each other. And they were all happening on the same day, like consecutively. And I was just doing it as a favor. I wasn't getting any extra credits for it. So I I knew that there wasn't any pressure on on me in that respect because I wasn't being watched as an actor or anything Mm. like that. I was just helping out. But I felt so much pressure because I knew that the directors were being judged on the performances. And I had five completely different characters to, to sort of inhabit and, some of them were quite funny and some of them were really serious and in one of them which was one of the more serious ones it it, it was a, a play about a girl that ended up taking drugs and, and and it all went quite badly for her but it went specifically badly in a scene where she had to it was like in a nightclub scene sort of playing out in sort of like the slow motion thing and she had to fall backwards off a table into my mm. arms I, and I caught her and it, in the rehearsals, it always went fine. She fell, I caught her. It was never an issue on the actual day when it was happening. She fell. I did catch her, but I didn't catch her quite right. And she fell top heavy and her head mm. fell, <laughs> fell back over my arms and I fell with her and her head like crashed to the floor in an almighty thud. And I was like, oh my God, like this is awful. But she styled it out. I I lay sort of down. I whispered into her ear very quickly. Oh my God, I'm so sorry. I hope you're okay. She just said, I'm fine. Just carry on. And we just carried on the scene. Um, and she ended up having a massive shiner on her head. And I was just so apologetic. Ooh. And but to be fair, she was like, don't worry about it. It was as much my fault as it was yours. I didn't fall exactly how I'd been falling. Um, mm. So it was just one of those things. Um, but it didn't it didn't have a negative impact like on the directing thing. All the, the directors uh, did very well. But it mm. was just, it was a weird position to be in knowing that I wasn't, I wasn't being judged, but I could easily mess it up for them. Mm. 
which is a weird thing. Also reminds me, there was a time, do you know the nationalised Tedford that happens in Wales? Uh, yeah, yeah, I believe so. So I was asked to accompany someone in this international singing competition once. It was like singers from countries all over the world and this really good singer from Poland was coming over and they specifically requested me to play guitar, which in itself was unusual because it was a it was a competition where everybody else came on with the pianist and it was all sort of classical singing stuff. And I'm not a classically trained guitarist or anything like that. And I, I play rhythm and I've got my own sort of unique style. And mm. I was super nervous. I was up there on the stage knowing that it's a singing competition, but also knowing if I mess anything up, I could ruin this girl's chances in the competition. And it was really weird. I was more nerve. It was more nerve wracking doing that than it was. I think if I'd have been up there singing myself, because if I messed up singing, I've messed up for myself. But if I messed up my guitar bit, I've messed up for the person that's in the competition. And um, it turns out that one of the judges was someone that works with Andrew Lloyd Webber. And oh wow, he actually had had a hand in writing the song that I was playing. And uh, he pulled me to one side after, and he was like, "I've never heard anybody." play that song like that and i was thinking oh rubbish does he think it was really bad and uh it, i just sort of i didn't know what to say and he was like it was just really good like i loved your interpretation i was like oh phew i'm so pleased <laughs> uh, but yeah that was that was a weird thing so the directing thing and that and knowing that i could impact other people's lives and i wasn't personally being judged it was a weird thing mm. like you're not fully accountable for it but yet your actions in that situation do have repercussions with the rest of like everything else going on it's always like a weird oh don't know how i feel about this one but you do it anyway then it seems to have paid off like both <laughs> uh in both instances you just uh mentioned <laughs> Yeah, fortunately, it it was all right. <laughs> didn't mess up <laughs> didn't mess up anyone's lives t uh, too badly. Um so are you an actor that that can sing and dance or are you more just very actor improvisery? Um I would say I definitely can sing. I was doing uh karaoke I think uh the other week and um after the first song, a load of people coming up to me and be like, oh, yeah, you, you could actually sing quite well. I was like, what? Okay, thank you. <laughs> it was just a weird experience. And um, I have, like, taken singing lessons and, like, dance lessons in the past. So I'd like to think that I can do all three, but I'd say really I need, like, my dancing needs a bit of work. But... uh acting and singing I would say throw me into it whatever situation you know requires it I can certainly uh bring what I have to the table and uh hopefully it will suffice with the uh situation and the circumstances that you require it for because <laughs> I always think the most sort of improvisory acting you can do is pantomime I love pantomime Mm. because it is scripted but you're sort of almost encouraged to mess up the script 
Yeah, it's it's very much, you know, also with like the amount of uh, audience interaction and fourth wall breaks that you can get away with. It's just, I don't know, it's just, it has got that more improvisational tone because it's always stories that everyone knows. So it's very much beat, 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 beat. But in between those beats, it's like the amount of, you know, playtime that the actors and everyone has within it, it's just huge. Like, it's your own playground for those moments. And you could really, you know, see everyone on that stage really play the games with it, like play the game of the scene and stuff and really just go for it. It's just fantastic. So with you in your final year of, of studies in your current course, where do you see yourself sort of, when you're when you're done with uni like do you have a plan of of what you're going to do next um i wouldn't i don't really have much of a plan but it's uh but i definitely see myself doing uh improv um certainly after graduation and just uh still trying to be a creative individual uh and just try and put myself out there and try and get stuff done, uh, put stuff on with uh, friends and stuff and just uh, roll with the punches and go with the flow and stuff, really. So you and Tom have both mentioned your improv group. Are you are you still a group? Are you still doing things together? Yes, uh, we are still a group. And um, uh, luckily, uh, all of us, uh, are drawn the uh, same uh, module, uh, or ah. one of the same modules at uni. So we we're all uh, uh, grouping together on that to put on uh, a piece of spontaneous theatre, cool. which uh, should be uh, quite fun. Hopefully, uh, got to see how that goes. Um, <laughs> not even started any of the rehearsal bits yet. Just, but yeah, should be a good journey to be on. So as a group, what kind of, what kind of, um, I don't really know how to put it, sort of leadership platform do you have? Is it a complete democracy or do people take leads in certain things? Um, well, I feel with any group, there's obviously uh, people have like different strengths and stuff. Um, so if, um, so we all like obviously... I'd like to think that it is a nice democracy with everyone contributing to it equally. Um, obviously, some people are more, we need to take it in this direction. Mm-hmm. Now, stray away from what we're currently leaning towards, push it over here, where there's, it's a bit more fruitful, more fun to work with and stuff. But yeah, like... I'd say in terms of uh, who's the number one, it's very much all on the same level, really. Just sway it. People obviously sway it more in one direction, but as a group, agree to go that way, really. <laughs> and do you all do you all sort of have slightly different styles? So you know, oh, if I'm in a scene with that person, I know I, I can do this, and they'll enjoy that. Or are there some of you that are quite samey? Uh, there are certainly some of us that do 
uh, fall into the same sort of characters. But I feel, you know, to a degree, everyone has like go-to sort of characters. Like um, yeah. with uh, one of the uh, guys in the group, there's a character that just came out when uh, uh, we were all rehearsing for our um, for the uh, superhero uh, piece that we were yeah. doing, and. Um, uh, I was one of the henchmen and uh, so was he but because there were only three of us um, he had to die, like kill off the henchman character that he was okay. to then enter as the superhero <laughs> which was a ri- and so we were like carrying a cannon just like you know doing really weird gremlin noises just like not really speaking English and just grunts and stuff and then he had to exit to return it was just brilliant but you could just see that moment where it was like i need to leave here and then just how that scene happened and with him i've always like the gremlin character always just pops out at least once like obviously seen in uh context appropriate it just happens. <laughs> <laughs> and when it comes to short form, are there any particular types of game that you prefer to play? I, for example, love justification games and pun games. They're like my favorite things to do. I quite like the uh, uh, question sort of games and the one okay. where it's uh, also the ones where it's very much, you know, you can't say no or any negative. Just seeing people be like, I want to say a negative thing here, but I have to say yes to it. And it's just seeing them be just when their faces realize that they can't say what they wanted to say. They're just like, yes, it is me, Dr. Baron Farton. And it's just, (laughs) (laughs) just the panic when it happens. It's always so much better when you just see them going with the plan and then it all just like crumbles. You're like, just the moment of sheer terror and then that's when the true stuff just pops out and it's fantastic to watch (laughs) awesome Uh, so where can people find you on social media if they want to connect with you in any way uh so i am on instagram uh at posh jolly 23 i have a twitter uh, which is Jake Butcher with an underscore at the end. Um, and other than that, I don't really use uh, socials, but uh, I'm often around on the, on the internet. So uh, feel free to inquire with improv-based stuff or whatever <laughs> you may need. <laughs> and... We spoke before we recorded this about an improv event coming up that you're going to talk about. Yes. Uh, so uh, the university I'm at has a drama festival coming up, which I believe uh, will be bet- uh, the last possible date will be around the 5th of May uh, to about two weeks before, which I think is like the... 17th or so of april so um there's a whole drama festival going on uh which uh myself and uh my group um 
don't know why I said it like that, uh, but we are going to be <laughs> uh, taking part in that. So uh, if you're around and uh, want to see it, uh, watch this space, <laughs> I guess, or wherever it will be. But uh, yeah. And can people find you at the LCI drop-ins? Yes, they. I, I certainly will be there as well. Excellent. Uh, well, thank you very much. It's been really great to, to get to know you and, and find out all about your improv journey. Awesome. Thank you for the uh, opportunity for this. I hope to see you on the circuit soon. Take it easy. Yeah. Well, there we go. Thank you so much to Jake. That was a really great chat. And yeah, one of the things I love about the show is that I get to speak to people like Jake, people that I've not yet had the pleasure of improvising with, people that are going to LCI, keeping LCI strong in, in the, the drop-ins on a Monday night, somewhere where I've unfortunately not been able to make it for a while. But people like Jake, they're going and they're having a great time. And I just love that. I can feel like I'm a part of that still just by having people like Jake on, having the conversation and there'll be people that go to the drop-ins that listen to this show and hopefully they now feel like they, they know Jake a bit better or the, there's people that perhaps haven't encountered Jake yet and now they think, hey, you know what? I look forward to working with Jake sometime uh, on the improv scene. So it's just, it's just a really um, great way of keeping us all connected and I really appreciate the people that come on the people that listen to the show and you know the people that are listening right now to my voice I appreciate you thank you so much I love that you keep coming back to the show and that you're also positive about it when you speak to me I, I really appreciate that because I do I do enjoy the show and I, I I love putting it together but it can be time consuming this episode in particular is coming to you and I didn't even get to put a trailer out because normally I like to have these things in the in the bag weeks in advance I am recording this on the 1st of October it doesn't uh, take long before it actually goes out it's going out on Monday you're hearing it possibly on the day it comes out on what I believe it's the 3rd of October I only recorded I'm only recording just a couple of days before uh, sometimes I'm a bit more ahead of my schedule uh, but Sometimes it can be a combination of things, you know, I get busy and then just trying to schedule something with guests to come on. Uh, that's not always easy, trying to fit your schedule around someone else's schedule. Uh, and sometimes lots of guests come along at once and then sometimes they can be few and far between. But we're getting there. We're still uh, putting out great content and I am loving bringing a voice out there for all of the people that are part of LCI. And speaking of LCI, so I said I'm recording this on Saturday, the, the 1st of October. And so therefore, just last night, it was the first Broken Chair gig, taking over from the regular Bossbird slot. Broken Chair, who formed at LCI, are going to be at the Fly in the Loaf every month, putting on a fantastic show. I wasn't able to go last night because I was actually um, doing some improv in Glossop, which uh, was the first time I've done some in-person stuff in Glossop for a while, so that was great fun. And uh, I, I hear from my sources that were there at the Broken Chair gig that it was as fantastic as we knew it would be. They had uh, Casino Improv as 
one of their guests or their first guest team and yeah I just heard it was a great atmosphere and everyone really brought their A-game and it was just a fantastic show. I hope I can make it to a future show and we'll just see but if you're looking for an improv fix then yeah check out Broken Chair. They're great. Every single one of them has got something unique about them and they're just a great combination. Like I've never seen a bad show of theirs. They are so talented and I really enjoy watching them. So if you want that live improv show fix, check out Broken Chair. Don't forget to check out the Oikas as well, my my troop, the Oikas. Uh, I love the Oikas, they're family to me and we've been very fortunate in recent months to have done quite a few gigs together and you never know when we're going to be popping up on, on the live circuit next. So do check out the Oikas on Facebook or our website and you'll see all information about upcoming shows and yeah just just keep keep looking at lci there's some great courses coming up through lci so whether you want to hone your skills whether you want to just go to a drop-in whether you want to go and, and see some live improv then just keep checking out the information all the usual sources support your fellow improvisers get to their shows if you can spread the word about their shows even if you can't make it you know just sharing their poster to perhaps get some other people to go it's great if we can just keep on building this really strong network then we're just going to continue to go from strength to strength um, the Oikas recently performed at Hanky Pankies in Chester and it looks like that's going to be uh, becoming a, an improv venue so Seki and I are super excited about that we're, we're going to be back there on the 12th of November with Flincher Funnybone performing at the venue so yeah that's something else watch this space there'll be tickets for that coming out soon as well so so much to get excited about for improv in in the northwest and north wales there's such a, a buzz around the scene right now and I am super excited to be a part of it so there we go It was. it's another great chat and the next couple of episodes got some great guests coming as well so keep coming back to the show every other week we got loads of great content coming your way and i appreciate every single one of you for taking the time to give the show a listen now if you are interested in getting into improv or are already involved in improv and want to try out a different improv scene then all the information you need can be found at www.liverpoolcomedyimprov.co.uk you can also check us out on Facebook by searching for Liverpool Comedy Improv and on Twitter and Instagram, we are at Live Comedy Improv. We also have a Facebook page for this show. Just go on Facebook, search for Liverpool Comedy Improvcast and uh, give us a, a like, give us a follow and then you'll see all information for the show. Normally, if uh, I'm ahead of things, on top of things, then there will be a trailer every Thursday uh, before the show drops on the Monday. So... Every other Thursday, we release a trailer for the show that comes out the next Monday. Unless, of course, it's like this episode where I didn't actually get to record it until after that Thursday. But I still put out a message on the Thursday to say that there will be an episode next Monday. So I'll still do my best to honour something going out on that Thursday. And if you are a member of the LCI community and you'd like to be a guest on the show then please get in touch with me or with Emma Bird and we'll make the arrangements as soon as possible. And I really mean that. So Jake, for example, I've never met Jake. I've never improvised with Jake, but he is a big part of the LCI community right now. And 
I loved giving him a platform to come on the show, tell his improv story. And I know there's loads of other people. I've seen pictures from the drop-ins, and I'm like, wow, there's so many people that I don't know, I've not encountered, I don't recognize. If you're one of those people, then I want to chat with you. I want to get to know you. I want to give you an opportunity to have your story heard, your improv journey out there for everyone to listen to and feel inspired by. So do speak to Emma or contact me directly. And yeah, I look forward to meeting well, I don't know who, whoever contacts. Yeah, please get in touch. And if you are listening on Apple or Spotify, please don't forget to give us a five-star review. Write something nice about the show. You know, if you've listened to this point, to hear me rambling on, then I'm hoping that you like the show. So please um, share your appreciation, share your love and your joy, and give us a, a five-star rating and a nice positive review because it's little things like that that really help to boost the show and get our name out there. If you're interested in following me on social media, you can find me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube, and even TikTok. Just search for at Ian Luke Jones, and you'll find all sorts of, of content, depending on uh, which of those platforms you decide to venture into. And that is pretty much it. But before I go, here are some words that are wise, wise, wise. Always remember, Whatever the situation, to treat life like improv, and yes, and...